My Mac Podcast 362, The Ed and Reb Show. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number three hundred and sixty-two. I, I don't have Gaz with me here this week. I I, I don't know what happened to. Him. I think he got lost in uh, in London somewhere. But I do have two guys, two listeners who have been uh, contributors and listeners for a very very long time. Uh, Ed McGee and Reb. How do you, that would be me. How do you say <laughs> that last name, Reb? Get ready for this one. Screaming German and French. Bleefernack. B- wow! B- I can't, you, you just said it, and I can't even bleed for neck, bleed for neck, or bleed for niche. Uh, depends on what country you're in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it's French and German. Yes, boy, there's a joke there that I'm just not going to go anywhere near. So, Ed, uh, you you do IT work for a university in Massachusetts. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Well, I run. I work for Merrimack College, a small in the same town that uh, Jay Leno was born in Andover, North Andover. And uh, I do what's called the Blackboard Transact system, one card system for the school. And I also do the Apple support for the iPads and the iPhones. Now, do they actually have like Apple servers and stuff or is it is it just mixed in with with like regular yeah, it's all mixed Linux in, but servers our new and... president is really a Mac fan, so we're getting more and more and more and more into it, which is so cool. Well, he should definitely be listening to the MyMac.com podcast, and I imagine he will after this show. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> he probably does. He, and hopefully you'll guy. still have a job when this podcast is over. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. And, uh, my equipment. Reb, you, uh, you actually work for the same semi-quasi-secretive government outfit that I do. Oh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the subcontract of a subcontract of a subcontract? Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, yeah, and and we, we don't talk about it much. No, we sure don't. <laughs> but we both work in uh, is like a security-related field, sort yep. of. And Everything from uh, websites to servers to desktops to laptops to Blackberries to, oh, yeah. my God, it never stops. Well, well, you see, you get to work with all the cool stuff. I'm stuck on Windows XP. Well, I'm stuck on that too, but I also get, I, I I do get some other ones thrown across my desk uh, because we have um, laptops in our in our system. So I I do at least get a you know play around with other stuff. You know I do get to touch Linux and Apple's and you know Blackberries you know and and bunches of other things too. So well, that works out. Yeah, it it, it, it makes <laughs> how, for a nice fun day. How nice for you! <laughs> I, I, I just sit at my little cube and and hope that nobody calls me. <laughs> I just want to be left alone. Disconnect the phone. Disconnect the phone. Disconnect the uh, the Ethernet cable and, and wait for IT to come and tell me or ask me why everything isn't working. I don't know. It's just Windows, man. So I really, really appreciate you guys coming on this week. Well, no problem. Pleasure. And, and uh, you know, next week we'll have we'll have Gaz back. So it'll be the, the, the normal wacky kind of behavior that you've come to. So actually, I have a feeling that this show is going to be. More than a little wacky as well. Now, we're totally serious people. Don't you understand that? Oh, oh, this would be embarrassing if it weren't true. <laughs> and that should tell you right there 
Yes, I have soundboard backup. And well, now, see, I don't need no soundboard because, see, I was, I've been living here in Virginia where you, you're, you're below that Mason Dixon line and people talk a little different. Golly! You sound like <laughs> someone from Andy Griffith. Ooh-wee. Well, basically, what I had to do in order to, to get my original setup back was uh, juggle OSs around a little bit. I, I took the hard drive that I originally had my, my Lion developer copy on and reinstalled Snow Leopard on there and then reinstalled... Ju- I mean, it, it's kind of a, a bare system. I don't have like all the apps that I've gotten from the Mac App Store and all the apps that I've picked up over the years. It's, it's basically just the OS... Uh, GarageBand, Soundboard, Skype—you know, just the, the the bare basics of what I need to do the podcast. And and uh, I know that Ambrosia Software is—I think they're getting ready to go final release candidate on Soundboard, or you know, for for Lion. But I haven't heard too much yet about Wiretap anywhere, which is the the one program I really need to make it all kind of come together. That's the program that I rely on to route uh, internal audio on my Mac to various tracks in GarageBand. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But at least, you know, I, I'm, I'm back to where I was before. And, you know, we can make up our own minds on whether that's a good thing or not. And how many hours did this take you? Oh, many, many hours. <laughs> many, many hours. It was, yeah. Just getting, you know, actually putting the OS on, because, I mean, when I installed Lion, and you guys can tell me if you had a similar experience, I was really very surprised at how little time it took between, you know, not even counting the, the four gig download, but once it actually started, like, chugging through and and putting Lion on, I came back in, like, what, 15 minutes, a half hour, thinking, okay, let me check on the progress of it, and it was done. Yeah, very very fast. Yeah. Now, are you now are you talking about also the the actual user migration? Or are you just talking about just getting it to that point where it hits, um, going over the users and the apps and everything? No, no. I mean, from the time that I hit the button for it to start to download from the Mac App Store until the time I came back and and I was looking at the login screen with Lion was like a half hour. Oh no, mine was much longer than that. I mean, I've I've got a pretty pretty uh i've got a half a dozen different types of machines I, i've done this on um everything from a, a white imac 24 to a macbook two or three macbooks uh, a couple of uh silver imacs you know you know the, the whole the whole gambit and every one of them has been a little different well how come you how, i mean how are, are these all macs at your house or are these ones you uh, have at I have work a bunch, i've got a, a bunch of people that i i support um that have macbooks and imacs and what family couple, or yeah, and I've got some friends that I've yeah, I've I put I put the word out just like if anybody needs computer support, give me a holler. I charge a flat a flat rate, and you know, and I'll I can pretty much do darn near anything. Um, and they just bring them to me. They say, hey, look, you know, I bought Line, you know, upgrade it, make sure nothing crashes. Uh, <laughs> I should have so, called you. Yeah. So I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have any problems. Um, no, the only thing no I problem. the only thing that was that was slow was just you know like my my big iMac that's you know. A, terabyte and a half of data on it so that one took a little while what you got a three ter drive in there i've got a, a terabyte and a half as the main drive i've got a two terabyte movie drive and a two terabyte backup drive 
Now, you, when you say movie drive, you're talking about the drive that you have all your like iTunes content on. No, just plus movies. the stuff that that no, you've ripped just yourself. Just movies. Just movies. So where just do you movies. where do you keep uh, your iTunes account? For, you have four hundred movies. Yeah. And none of them are bought from iTunes, just ripped from your own collection. Yeah. Wow. No. God, you have a lot of time on your well, hands. Well, what, what, what did you use? Handbrake or? or? I use Handbrake for everything. Wow, that's uh, that must have taken a really a long amount, a lot of a lot of time. <laughs> and, and what what really sucks? I'm having to go back and re-rip everything. Oh, how come? Well, um, I found that when I plug it, when I because since I have the movie drive external, there's a trick in putting your movies into your iTunes library so that Apple TV can see them. If you just copy, if you just basically drag and drop from an external drive into iTunes, it makes a copy. Therefore, adding the physical movie uh, MP4 file um, or MPEG4 um, into your iTunes. So therefore, making a, a physical second copy, therefore hogging up your drive. Right. So all of my movies are sitting in a separate drive that can be toggled on and off. If you do, if you highlight all your movies and do option button on the keyboard and drag into iTunes, it makes a pointer into your iTunes from where the movie is originally hosted at. So uh-huh. then my Apple TV plays it on my widescreen TV, um, and the files that I had initially ripped were about a gig to a gig and a half or a two-hour movie. And I would get a little bit of resolution that wasn't just as crisp as a DVD. So what I found that if I put it, um, doesn't matter who the movie's made by, as long as you put it at the handbrake settings, don't use their internal settings, set it at two gigabytes per hour of the movie. So if it's a two-hour movie, it's a four-gigabyte file. So it, it does all the upscaling and yep. everything it else. Perfectly. You, don't, you don't change anything. All you do is you click the little radio button that says um, you know, output file size, and you just look at how much, however big the movie is, if it's an hour and 50 minutes or two hours and 20 minutes. You just kind of, you know, ad hoc the the math and plug it in there and hit start, and it's done. So when you tell it two gigabytes, you're not actually telling it two gigabytes an hour. You're, if it's like an hour hour and fifty minutes, you're saying okay, well the, the file size should be three point something yeah. something gigs. And I just slap it at four gigs. Oh, okay. So you don't you don't you don't worry about the spare change then? No, no. It ends it, it and it never ends up putting it at an exact amount. Anyways, it always ends up going like. Four point you know zero nine or four point one something. It, there's always a little overhead. Yeah, um, it's never exact. Well, I you know because I've got a, a separate now. I've got this is you know sounds crazy. When I had my my old twenty four inch iMac, um, my iTunes collection and the stuff that I've ripped from from the DVDs that I have here in the house were was really and i had a terabyte drive in it that i i had to replace the original 250 gig drive and it was just really crowding it out so i put it on a, a separate drive and, and did the little itunes pointer trick to to make it look for it over there right and i i found that it was still kind of slow as far mm-hmm. as as accessing the information not only on my imac but when i tried to play it on my apple tv I don't Are you know running why. out FireWire from the external drive into your iMac? Yeah, yeah. FireWire 800, as a matter of fact. And okay, it, that's it's, weird because I have zero problems. And it's a, um, it's, and it's, it's wireless to the Apple TV. Yeah, and, well, and plus I have a uh, an Ethernet jack going directly to my uh, Airport Extreme. It's it's huh. Ethernet right from my Mac Pro to to that. 
And what's and what's the hard drive that's hosting the movies as external? Yeah, it, it's two two terabyte drives that I have set up in a RAID one, so it's mirrored in case. And what's and what's that? What's it housed in? Oh, just some enclosure. I couldn't even uh, tell. You. That's probably what your problem is. I picked it up over at um, uh, Micro Center. Yeah, that might be your problem. Your the 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 bus speed of those two drives and how fast the data pulls out of that out of that connection. It's like, yeah, the the, the firewall port's fast, but how it it pulls the data across those two drives and getting it out of the physical machine into your iMac is is there's a bottleneck in there somewhere. And yeah, I bet it sounds you, like I it. bet you it's that enclosure. So you know, since since the last Apple TV upgrade came out, and I think we'll I think we have that in our show notes to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't really seen it as much, though. Actually, you know, let, let's not go into that because I think we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Uh, Ed, other than other than of course your job where you're you're not only doing Apple stuff, but, but Windows stuff at that college, is, you know, along with tablets and phones and all the rest of that. What do you use your Mac for at home? Uh, well, I had a DJ company for 34 years. Oh, so McGee Music. I, Ed McGee Music, yeah, uh, right. I yeah. saw that online somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I still do a little bit, but, you know, I don't do as much as I used to. So I use it for, uh, for uh, the DJ. I've got a couple of DJ programs on here. I've my music. It makes it so much better than the old days lugging the vinyl around. So, <laughs> no doubt. Oh, oh, man, I tell you. Break your back, especially during the disco times with those 12-inch records. Sure. <laughs> uh, we, oh, we have Macs. I've been using Macs since they came out. My first computer was a, an Apple IIc in 83, and then the Mac came out in 94, in 84, and I've been a Mac guy ever since. Well, what was your first Mac? Uh, the uh, 128K Mac, the original one. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, I know my, my brother Larry. <laughs> my brother Larry had a, uh, I think his first one was the 512K, and then he like Frankensteined it into a 512KE. <laughs> but the first, the first Apple computer, other than like an Apple II, that I saw was uh, my brother in law had a Lisa. The, the two floppy oh. disk Lisa. Ooh, seven grand. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wow. He, he, he was doing just fine. <laughs> he must have been. <laughs> and, could easily, and could easily afford it. And, and that's kind of, and the whole family, uh, other than, you know, I mean, just as, as time went on, almost everybody kind of migrated over to Max. I was talking to my, my brother Bill a couple of shows ago. And, you know, he's been using Macs uh, for publications and, and had his own newspaper for a while. So, you know, it, it kind of runs in the family. So we're all a little nuts. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife says I helped build Cupertino. Well, <laughs> you those Macs and you built this printers. city with Macs and Rolls. Yeah. Before at the college, I ran the computer store. We had a campus computer store, so we we're an Apple reseller. So that's what I did before the job I have now. But, they, of course, they closed the... Uh, Store most campuses don't have computer stores anymore. Yeah, there was. Uh, we went. My wife, because my son, we're taking my son Guy on a, a cut to a couple of colleges. He's starting his senior year in high school, and uh, there was one we went to, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it now. And they had a computer store that was almost all Macs. You know, they had some like Dells and HPs, but but almost the entire store was was Mac computers. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, we were, our school was almost all Mac. And then, of course, the, the terrible 90s, the mid-90s. Oh, boy. Thank God Steve Jobs came back to Apple. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Reb? What do, what do you use your computer for at home? 
Uh, well, or are you sick of them by the time you get there? Um, yeah, well, I mean, when you're not when you're not ripping your own movie collection, which I guess yeah, you're getting um, ready to start again. A lot of, a lot of photography work. Um, I just got, of course, I I I got a, I just got a brag. I got one of the new MacBook Airs. That's what I'm using tonight. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was it was our our little our little present to each other for my wife and I. Uh, but mainly for you know photography and music. Um, I got into. Uh, I, I, I threw up my hands a couple of years ago and said I'm done with, with PCs at home and, and, and bought a Mac and, and much happier now. And I used to use Macs all the way back in high school, back with the old Apple IIe, day, uh, Apple IIe days with the double disk drive. Well, did you actually grow up in, in like northern Virginia? Um, no, I, I actually grew up in Oregon, right on, the, right, on the, uh, right on the ocean in a little town called Newport. Man, I, I went from Fort Lauderdale, Florida to Akron, Ohio, but I got nothing on you. Well, you forgot to factor in my eight years in the army too. Oh, <laughs> okay. Where were you stationed at in the army? I was stationed in Wiesbaden, Germany, and Schwäbisch Gmünd, Germany. Uh, four years there, and then another three and a half years at the White House. Uh, what communications? Yeah. Okay. Walker. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. Well, you know, we have talked for a very long time. And we haven't even gotten really to any of the MyMac stuff. So why don't we shoot over to there real, real quick. And let's talk about the stuff that's new on the MyMac.com website. Uh, first up is a review from our very own John Nemo. It's for the Thule TRCU. Uh, God, I hate these names. TRCU-1 Crossover 38 Leader Rolling Carry-On. Wow. And uh, I've, I actually have a... Um, Oh, who makes that thing? I've got a case I've been taking over to, to Macworld for the last couple of years that I'm pretty happy with. Uh starts with a P, I think, but I can't remember what the name of it is. But this one looks this one looks very, very nice. I like the the straps so that you can kind of use it as a backpack as well. Yeah, I like how the fact it won't tip forward on you too. <laughs> well, you put enough stuff in there, <laughs> you can make anything tip forward. <laughs> and you're up, Ed. All right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Timmy, right? Timmy. T- yeah, Tim, the, the leader, Fearless Leader's uh, Tech uh, Fan Podcast 41. Yep. He talks about the, uh, I guess he's got a uh, a nice new HP touchpad. So he talks about that, what he thinks it is compared to the, the iPad, the differences, and what he thinks about it. And also they talk about a great film that Jeff Bridges did with Karen Allen. It was back in the 80s called Starman. Yep. I discussed that, all the technologies involved in that, like cloning. And it's, it's really a cool podcast. That was I a good one. Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. And uh, we've got a nice app review by Mark Greentree called Speak My Tunes, uh, which is apparently a nice little plug-in for iTunes. It actually tells you what uh, the next song is, and apparently you can even tell it to skip a track. <laughs> That's always helpful, especially with some of the music I've chosen over the years. Uh, another one by Mark Greentree. It's Chuck and Friends iOS Interactive Book Review. And have either one of you like read any books or had any kind of interactive books on? Like, do you both have iPads? No, I do. You yeah. do. Have Have mm-hmm. you looked at any any of the books? The interactive ones, the new ones. No, I have not. No. Yeah, there's a lot of free ones available online. Through you know various various methods, <laughs> uh, let's see uh, who's got the last one here. Um, well, that's you. I Ed. guess I'll take it. Oh, uh, Rob will take it. We actually have it. Is the iOS? Okay, I'm terrible at reading this. 
in variations? I think that's about right. Yep. That's it. But I, I have a feeling Scott Scott would have just as much trouble with your name as you're having with this title. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to read his little his little uh, his little icon graphic that he wrote in here. It's just like the the character's a little hard to read, and then I had to scroll up to see the top. It's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> now we uh, we've also gotten some uh, feedback from Twitter this week. One from this isn't I can't even pronounce this Mac Mac Nati, I think that this is uh, Edward. Not Edward, Eric, Eric from Puerto Rico, and I had put in uh, a tweet that said basically looters suck and hashed it to the London riots, and then he wrote in seriousness aside, Gaz didn't have anything to do with it, right? <laughs> and we got uh, we got some feedback from Scott Wilsey from the Pocket Size Podcast in email, giving me some crap for getting something wrong as I am want to do says, I think this feedback is in regards to MyMac.com's podcast number 360. You mentioned that the new Mac Mini $799 model has AMD discrete graphics and stated that this was the first time that a Mac Mini had discrete graphics. In fact, the G4 Mac Minis had the Radeon 9200 GPU in them. It wasn't until Apple went to Intel processors that the Mac Mini went to less than stellar integrated graphics but yeah it's nice to have that option again i'm currently using the mid 2011 mac mini with the amd hd 6630m gpu in it i'm really liking this mac i sold an early 2008 macbook pro to get it and i'm glad i did and scott you are absolutely right i screwed up (laughs) that's the one i'm always willing to admit it when i screw up makes me different from other people uh, let's see. We've got actually not one, but two tech news of the weird this week. And, uh, uh, Ed, why don't you take that first one? About the Chinese smugglers? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I use bow and arrows to smuggle iPads and iPhones into China from Hong Kong. Imagine they were trying to avoid the China's higher tax rates as compared to the former British colony. Smugglers would use a crossbow to shoot from one high building in Hong Kong to another in uh, Shenzhen, China. They would then attack a pulley system, or rather attach a pulley system to move the goods under the early morning hours, just like Batman. Yep. Police eventually caught on, and six smugglers were arrested, along with nearly $50,000 worth of iPads and iPhone 4s. <laughs> and believe me, <laughs> you, I would guess that you really don't want to run afoul of the Chinese police. <laughs> no. <laughs> and what's the next one, Reb? Okay, this is right up my alley. First insane Apple user already in line <laughs> for an iPhone 5. I love it. You know, he's, he's a man after my own heart. A marketer in London, as part of some odd social experiment, is going to set up camp outside of London's Covenant Garden Apple store and wait for the iPhone 5 to arrive. Rob Shoesmith is apparently going to brave the elements and rioters to be the first in line to get the so far unannounced Apple iPhone. <laughs> Many sponsors have already signed on with the most of the proceeds going to charity. Well, that's what they say anyway. <laughs> yeah. And charity begins at home. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, in his case, apparently it begins at the Covenant Garden Apple store. <laughs> and uh, we have gone on for a very, very long time. We need to take a break. And, uh, hey, uh, Reb, do you know what I usually say when, when we're about to take a break? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, it's time for you to stand by, to stand by. 
and we'll be right back. I'm an and not so stupid. We used to leave the blue lights on, and there was a beat. Ever since you have been gone, it's all caffeine-free, full punk fatigue, said it all before. They try to kick it, their feet fall asleep, Promo. If you remember Tim and David from the old My Mac podcast, Promo. you might want to listen to TechFan. Promo. What we do on TechFan is we have a broad scope. We like to talk about all aspects of technology, Promo. not just Apple stuff. Okay, Tim, that's really, really annoying. Can you stop that, please? We were supposed to do a promo. I was just, I was saying promo. We were doing a promo, but we don't need to say the word promo. Promo. Thanks. Tech fan, listen to it. Don't listen to him. Promo. Like an 80-year-old man jogging on a nudist beach. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And on that alcoholic note, we are back on the MyMac.com podcast. And here we are, college educator, talking about margaritas. Shame on you, Eddie. Well, how about mojitos? No. All right, those are fine. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just depends on the amount of alcohol involved. <laughs> okay, uh, this section, we've got a couple things to talk about. Uh, it, Apple just recently released a, uh, a new iMac. sells for uh, $999, and you can't buy it. <laughs> I have not been able to find it anywhere. And Ed, you were telling me that that it's probably not so much in the education store that anyone can go to from the Apple store, but the education store that you you basically have to be an educator in order to get to. Right. I think it's for the departments, for the schools, not for the uh, faculty, staff, or students. Oh, that's too bad because this is this is and I guess it, part of it depends on what your needs are. For a Mac, uh, this is an i3, 3.1 gigahertz, dual core, 2 gigabytes of RAM, 250 gig hard drive, uh, which is kind of small. Uh, 6750M Radeon graphics is compared to the quad, and that's for $999. The lowest end iMac that you can buy in, in the regular Apple store is a quad core, 2.5 gigahertz iMac, 4 gigabytes of RAM, 500 gig hard drive for... Uh, 1149. So basically for 150 bucks, you go from a dual core to a quad core with, uh, twice the amount of space and twice the amount of Ram. Right. And, and now with back to school, you get, uh, you know, you get the educational discount plus you get that hundred dollar uh, gift card to buy stuff on the, uh, the iTunes, the app stores. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> When when I bought my son Peter's uh, iMac recently, I was I almost wanted to hold off until the like the the summer sale that Apple always does was coming up because I was thinking oh I might be able to get 
like an iPod touch or something like that. No. <laughs> no more. No That's more. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let that happen anymore. Well, yeah, to me, what it sounds like is it's um, my brother used to work at a, at a private college in, in uh, the Pacific Northwest. It sounds to me like they're the library workstation computers where they've got just a bank of iMacs where it's like you can go in there and you can surf the internet, you know, and, and you know, multiple people can use them. It's, it, I don't think it's designed for like the actual student for an actual you know, in their dorm kind of system. It's, it's more like, you know, we need to order 50 of these for the library. Well, either that or for like a computer lab or, or yeah, something exactly. along those right. lines. Yeah, that's what they're for. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, it's not a bad not price, bad but when you consider that for $150 more, you're almost getting twice the computer. Right. Yeah, but, but, but when you factor in the fact that some college budgets aren't that much yeah. and you're ordering you know, 50 machines, 150 bucks per machine, it starts adding up quick. It's up real, real quick. Okay, uh, next story. I have a feeling this segment is going to be rather short, but that's okay because our first one went so long. Uh, <laughs> do either one of you have an Apple TV? Yes. I have an Apple TV, yeah. Uh, and did you, did you have the yeah. first gen or did you wait until the second one came out? Oh, I bought both of them. <laughs> I, still have the first one. I have the first one sitting here, you know, as a paperweight. So. Oh, you, you don't use it anywhere? No, no. Because I, just, yeah, I, I held off on getting the original Apple TV because from, you know, the little bit of play. Now, I know that uh, Tim and David and a few others that had bought the original Apple TV just raved about it. But for the price that Apple was asking, because I think it started at, what, 249 or 299 They weren't cheap. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, I think it was more than that when they first came out. You know, I think it went down to 249 yeah. Okay, I think they were like 300 bucks a pop. Yeah. yeah, and that was with like a 40-gig drive. Right. right. You know, right. And I just, I just looked at it and said, well, all, it's basically – streaming my content and storing a little bit of it. So well, yeah, I could just buy a Mac mini. Well, not only that, but I mean, what I, what I used to do was I had a uh, 120 gig iPod and I would basically just put like everything on this mm-hmm. thing, all kinds of stuff. And I had a, uh, both a composite and component, the 30 pin cabling. And I would just plug my iPod directly to the TV set. And that always works like a champ. So I've got the yeah. same system. Yeah. And when we go, actually, when we go on vacation, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, we used to take a DVD player and like all the discs and, and it was, oh, it was just like a big yeah. box of stuff. Well, now I've got the iPod and, and we're talking about the classic iPod and a composite cable and a component cable, both with a 30 pin connector. So I, I don't worry about all the rest of that stuff. And then, of course, whatever it is that I've got stored on my iPad or my iPhone. So i got plenty of storage space for all this stuff. So anyway, the Apple TV update, and this is 4.3, adds uh, the Vimeo video service and some iCloud streaming. Have either one of you tried it yet? I have not. No. I, all I did was connect to VMO the other day, and just the fact that it, would, it was actually there was quite shocking because their whole system is slowly being converted from Flash to HTML5. Right. Um, and so my curiosity is how much longer before we start seeing more um, HTML, HTML5 converted stuff on the Apple TV. Oh, it's – I mean – let, let, let's face it, uh, Adobe Flash, it's, it's dead. You know, it it, it's on life support, and it's, it yeah. basically, at this point, even, even Adobe has given up on it, it seems. They just came out with that new 
you know, multimedia conversion or not conversion uh, creation program. I think it's called edge. Not familiar with it. Okay. Well, it does, it does both flash and HTML five type of, of graphics. So, you know, it, it seems like even Adobe sees the writing on the wall and then they're just basically saying, okay, well, if, if you're one of the, the holdouts that are, that's still insisting on having flash on your website or flash for this or flash for that, well, he, he, this tool will, will handle it. But going forward, I think HTML5 is where everybody's going to go. Mm-hmm. Apparently the coding for HTML5 is a lot easier than doing with flash too. Yeah, and you know, I, I see these tablet commercials, and I and this is the part that I really, really don't understand. It's it's almost like all of these companies learned nothing from the Apple's complete domination of the MP3 player market, and they seem to focus on tech specs and yeah. and saying, "Well, we've got." We've got real USB ports, and, and we can do Flash, and, and this and that, blah, blah. And I, I can just picture people all over the country going, what? Huh? What's, yeah, he, what's he talking they about? They don't care. They don't the care. The public don't. They want it to work. Exactly. Know? And, yeah, and then you, you see know. Apple's commercials, and they're like, even in their iPad commercials, they're like, you know, we're really not going to talk about tech specs because we don't think you care, so we don't care. But anything you put on this machine that you buy from us will work. Simply work, right? It'll simply- yeah, how, how'd you like that tableau? I can't remember the one, but one that was saying your your wife is going to love the something something processor. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? What are you really? About? <laughs> or or oh. when or there was another one when you know the, the the mom goes into the store and she's got the kid playing the video game like paying no attention to her, and she's like, "Well, we're thinking about buying a tablet," and then the salesman is standing there and he kind of looks over at the kid and the kid looks up from his game. Does it have this? Does it do flash? Does it have quad core? Blah, 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 blah. And the salesman, like, yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, that's the one to get, Mom. And then he turns around and walks out, and the mom just stands there looking stupid. Huh? Okay, I guess that's the one we're going to get. So, And they just don't understand that. that and, and then, of course, you throw in the fact that, and, and this is a plus as far as I'm concerned with Android, is that you can buy applications from multiple sources. You're not locked into one ecosystem. But the problem is, is that, you know, like in London right now, no one is watching the store. Mm-hmm, that's and, right. and they don't know about any problems with applications that people are downloading until it comes out in the tech press. There's already been a couple of attacks on the Android ecosystem with programs that were basically put in to fish out people's private information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's there's it's it's pretty much a free for all. It's, it's basically like the old the old way when you would you know try to find apps for Windows. You know, five years ago, it's just like you just you searched and dug and searched and dug for you know the app that you needed to, to do whatever you wanted to do, and you found Billy Bob's website. Oh, this is exactly what I need. Download. Why doesn't my machine work anymore? Yeah, yeah. there is an advantage to the walled garden. There really is. Yeah, and this is something that so far. Google and the, some of the Android device makers don't seem to understand is that there's a reason why Apple did this. And it wasn't so that they could get their guaranteed 30%, even though I'm sure that was 
probably a factor in the decision to do so. But I think the main reason was they just wanted to make sure that when you turn this device on and you used an application for that device, that it would work. But anyway, we were talking about the Apple TV. I don't know how we got off on yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I have used in the, the iCloud streaming. Basically, the way it works is if you any purchased content that you've gotten off of iTunes, you don't necessarily have to go back to your iTunes collection to play it through the Apple TV. You can stream it from Apple's servers, which is something that you know on occasion. Like I said earlier in the show. For one reason or another, the my Apple TV wouldn't see the you know the iTunes hard drive that I have connected up to my Mac Pro that has all my content on it, or maybe the computer was turned off or whatever. Because the the one flaw in the Apple TV, as far as I'm concerned, is that whatever computer has your content, iTunes has to be running on that computer. Yeah, that home sharing has got to be fired up. And I've never understood why that is. You know, if the Apple TV can look and say, okay, well, this is the computer that I'm paired up with. And here's a folder that has all the iTunes content. Why can't it just say, okay, I'm authorized to play it. You're authorized to see it. I'm just going to play it. Why do I have to have iTunes running all the friggin' time on my computer? Well, if you've purchased your content through iTunes, that's no longer a factor. You can just play you can just stream it directly off of Apple servers. I I don't even know how to wrap my head around, you know, how to answer that so that it sounds easy for some people on the other end when they're trying to use their Apple TV to make it, you know, so it's it's something they don't have to hassle with. It's it's almost going back to the to the old way of the Apple TV and you have to dink with things and and that's why well no not necessarily because you've already got your your itunes account name and password on the apple tv right but i mean i'm saying it's just like you have to um dink with the itunes as far as like making sure it's fired up it's just like why 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 haven't they made it simpler like they they made one part simpler but they've still got the one part that's not simple with having the itunes fired up and, and making sure that you're if you've right. got all of your stuff stored on a, on a separate drive like I, I have on mine, I have yeah, to go and, turn it on, and as do turn I. on iTunes, make sure the computer's on. It's just like, ah. And God forbid you put your computer to sleep when you're not using it. <laughs> not so yeah. much. Now, What the way I've got mine set up now is it just puts the, the display, display to sleep. To sleep. Yeah. I, I, can't have, I can't have the computer go to sleep because if I do, the Apple TV won't Crashes. see it. Right. Even if I have it set up, you know, wake on, on LAN. Mm-hmm. On, on like a LAN request, it, it, right. it, half the time it doesn't work. And one thing I've also found that with even with new Macs and old Macs, never put the hard drives to sleep. You're, you're asking for problems. Just leave that turkey spinning, but turn the display off. It's just I found that sometimes they don't like waking up. They, they like to lock up on you for some oddball reason. I don't yeah, it know. It sounds why. like one of my teenage sons, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yep. I don't blame him. Let him sleep. <laughs> let him sleep. Just let him sleep. Let the boy sleep. The poor kid. Now, do either one of you have Mobile Me? I no. do. And do you use Ed? Do you use Mobile Me to sync all your your various computers mm-hmm. and stuff? Well, uh, I did, but uh, now I'm using something else. That uh, I'm part of the developer program. So, oh, what are you using now? Uh, 
Or can you talk about it? Well, not really, but uh, okay. Really, really well, cool. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. Don't, uh, don't. And how much does the stock cost right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've 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 been a, a mobile me user for a very long time. And I, I, what was iTools, right? iTools was it iTools? Yeah, it started off as iTools, then it went to .dot Mac, yeah, and then it became Mobile Me. And I don't think I used it as iTools, but I did start with .dot Mac, and I like the fact that. Any computer I own, including because you know because we've got uh, I think we have five computers in this house, and I'm the administrator for all of them, so I can go to any one of those machines, fire up Safari, and all my typical bookmarks are there. And I know that there's other ways to do it, but MobileMe made it really easy. Well, it's not going to be that easy anymore, <laughs> or at least that's been announced because MobileMe is going away. And iCloud, I guess, is the new hotness. So what does, you know, what can Apple do to to either encourage a, a third party to come in here with a program that'll safely sync all of my computers and easily sync all of my computers? And, you know, once they're taking uh, mobile me away and give me iCloud instead for everything else. Do you think that that iCloud? Now, I, I guess I can't ask you this, Ed. Uh, Reb, yeah, do you I, think I can't come? You ask the okay. other fella. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I've got a question for you, though. What do you consider syncing, and what do you want synced? Uh, well, right now, my calendars, my contacts, my bookmarks, uh, my libraries, my you know a- anything that I do on one computer. I want to be able to do on another computer. Now, libraries as far as actual the raw data? No, not so much the documents. I mean, I can do that through like Dropbox or something right. like that. I'm not that you know worried about that. But having the, I guess like with Skype, having all my contacts, having anything that I've done recently in Skype or anything I've done recently in actually, I guess Skype isn't a really good example because that kind of keeps itself. Let's, let's just up. say your address book. Let's say you made a change in your contact. Okay. All right. Why don't you use Plaxo? Um, I think mostly because I don't know what that is. Really? Yeah. Plaxo's been out there for about a decade. <laughs> but that and, explains why uh, I don't use it. it. Yeah. It, um, it <laughs> keeps all of your book, it, not, not bookmarks. Um, it keeps all of your contacts in sync it also has a wireless app for your iPhone. Um, so if you make a change in your uh, uh, address book or your calendar, um, it automatically, the second you hit enter, it updates and sends it to their website, and then you can look at it on the website. It will automatically sync to your phone. It will auto- automatically sync to the next machine that you sign on to. Now, those, these uh, are my, my what, my contacts? Yes, contacts and calendar. Okay, what about bookmarks? Bookmarks. Uh, it used to be called Fox Marks. Now it is called X Marks, and it works same way with Plaxo. It's a multi-platform system. Um, it works on Google Chrome, Safari, and um, um, Firefox. It basically is just a little tiny plug-in, and anytime you save a, a bookmark, it automatically updates, and, and they're all free. With both of these programs, is other than the original setup. What do I have to do? Do I have to start the program or will it? No, it's, it runs as a little tiny service in, in, on your system. 
Okay. Well, I will have to. Uh, I will have to look these things up. Depending yeah, on Plaxo. Plaxo is also kind of known is in partnership with a company called LinkedIn. If you've ever oh, gotten yeah. a LinkedIn request, sure. I'm, I'm on. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and it's been around for years, and I've I've literally had it so long. I've I've I want to say I signed up for it back in 2001 or 2000. No, no, I've never heard of either one of these programs before. Yeah, and Xmarks has been around for years. I mean, it was like it was originally started as Foxmarks with Firefox um, years and years and years ago. Huh, I wonder if, if because I've been using Apple's built-in tools that I just haven't thought about any other programs. It's a possibility because you, you, you've you've come accustomed to it's like you, you, you go where you know. You know, it's just yeah. like why, why do I want to go out of this one when, when I'm, I'm used to this? Why should I mess within it? You know, it works. Leave it alone. <laughs> It's not broke, don't fix it. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, instead, I like to break other things that are more important. <laughs> um, well, I guess depending on what Apple does that, that Eddie's not going to tell us about right now, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with iCloud. And if, if for some reason that they, they don't, you know, they're not going to continue providing something similar to what MobileMe is doing as far as syncing goes, it sounds like. Oh, excuse me. It sounds like Plaxo or Xmarks are uh, some pretty good alternatives. And you say they're both free? They are freebies. Okay, I will have to put these, if I can remember, put them in the show notes. Put them in show notes. (laughs) And uh, we had one other topic, but we're running kind of long. So I think uh, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, Let's see, Reb, you took us out the last time. So, Ed, why don't you take us out this time? Okay, uh, what was it the, ga- the Gaz always says? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, but I'll say, everybody stay right where you are, because we'll be right back. That's pretty close. Am I so, am I so tough enough? Feels like I'm wearing down, down. Remember the last time you listened to a podcast and they just kept going and going and going? Remember how you mowed your lawn and they were still talking? You then rode your bike for 20 miles, you helped the neighbor rebuild his engine, you waxed the car, you washed the dog, you washed your neighbor's dog, and they still were talking. Hi, I'm Scott from Pocket Size Podcast, available at MyMac.com. You will never have that experience with us. We're all about short. We're all about pocket. We're Pocket Size Podcast. We're about Apple iOS devices. If you like iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, you'll love us and we'll love you too just not for a very long time hey scott uh yeah shut up already we're supposed to keep it short (sighs) yes yes we are find us at mymac.com the pocket size podcast if only i would have listened to pocket size podcast i would be done i'd be Rated the number one podcast from people you've never heard of, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast.
and welcome back to the last segment of the MyMac.com podcast. I'm here. I'm still here with uh, Ed and Reb. They have been gracious enough to stay with me through all my soundboardiness offline, as uh, I am wont to do. I don't know why. I just I don't know why I love that program so much. It's fun. You You're a have fun the most guy. Sounds I've ever heard. <laughs> I've got you know because you can put. I think like let's see one two three four. I think it's like 32 little sound bites per soundboard. Is that free? Oh, uh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. No. Okay. No, that, that's, how, much, how much is it? I think, uh, oh, I'd have to look that up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll check that offline. It's from Ambrosia Software. I think Tim how, should uh, give uh, it to uh, us. Here's, here's the big question. How much have you paid for all of your extensions that you have? What? For? All your sounds. Oh, nothing. These are all ones I found online. Oh, okay. I got so it's not like you pay for packages of sound clips. No, 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 no. And I don't know. I don't know if I can get in trouble for that. But you know, I'm. It's just uh, yeah. Why don't you? They can go ahead and sue me for how much money I make on the podcast. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, the money producing podcast. The money just rolls in. Just just rolls right in. My God, where do I find the closet space for all the money I have coming in? Guys broadcasting from the mansion. <laughs> well, I don't know about yeah, that. That's the scene out of out of Blow where they can't figure out where to stick the boxes. In the pan. <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. Not likely. Now, uh, Reb, you said you had a question. I have an interesting question, and yeah. I have looked online, and I cannot find the answer. Oh well, then I and know it, you're in trouble already. Oh boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, and it's only on my new MacBook Air that I bought. Um, and it's on the Mac Mail. Now, for some oddball reason, when I signed in and you know created and I did a kind of like a a restore profile for my other MacBook, I just you know said connect my drive and said you know pull these two profiles across. So it pulled all my right apps migration and manager, whatever they call that, migration assistant. Yeah. Um, and, but now the problem is on the mail, all of my incoming messages are flagged red. <laughs> really. Every single one that comes in is flagged as red, and I have to literally unflag them, and I don't know why. And it's only on my MacBook Air. It's not on my iMac that I rolled over to Lion. It's not on my iMac at work that I rolled over to Lion. No problems. It's just on the MacBook Air that I just got last week. Uh, Have you looked in preferences under viewing? Uh, yeah, I want to say I rolled across that, um, and there's nothing in there that says, you know, mark everything as red. I've got it under classic layout because I don't like the new layout. I like the old one. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you check the discussion boards over at Apple? See if anyone yes, else I've, I've searched yeah. Google like crazy, and, and nobody's apparently nobody's got this problem. Hmm. Yeah, I have I have no idea why it would do that. Uh, that I'll, I'll, even, I'll even do like a little screen pick and send it to you. So if, Anybody's got to you can maybe stick it up on a forum board or you know our forum board to say this is the problem that he's talking about. <laughs> well, it's, it's time. Yeah, it's time to visit the Genius Bar. Go <laughs> see the boys. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely. Have you? I guess you can't just reinstall mail, can you? You'd have yeah. to. You'd have to reinstall the whole OS. The only thing, the only thing I was thinking of is killing my profile on this and rebuilding it from scratch. <laughs> How many email messages do you have? Oh, it's no problem. They're 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 all stored on the server. Okay. Okay. No, I don't download into the box. Yeah, that would be. That would suck. Be, yeah, I have no idea why it would do that. If if anybody has an answer for Rep, you can 
you can contact uh, him at well actually we'll go we'll go over everybody's contact information uh you can put it up on the uh the my mac podcast facebook page you could send it to either gaz or myself on twit uh i'm mac parrot and gaz is gazmaz and uh we'll see if we can't find an answer for that i've never heard of that problem before yeah it's kind of interesting that is weird but what we wanted to talk about <laughs> coming out of that break was if you have got an iPhone 3 or a 3GS, as I do, how much would you pay for an iPhone 4? Now, you know, when, when the iPhones first come out, they're like $199 or $299 under contract. Well, Radio Shack, for some reason that we just can't seem to quite fathom, is willing to sell you an iPhone 4 when you trade in your 3 or 3GS for as little well, as $20 for the 16 not <laughs> No, not yet. For the 16 <laughs> gigabyte model or $120 for the 32 gigabyte model. And I, can can you guys do you guys have any idea why they would sell them so cheap? Get rid of the stock. Get rid of them. <laughs> Get them out. They, they must have pallets of them. <laughs> well, do you think it could Possibly be because there may be a new phone coming out soon. I hope so. Yeah, I believe you're correct. <laughs> well, My 3GS is starting to get a little long in the tooth. Have you have you changed the uh, the battery in it? Twice. Really? Where did you go? Uh, or did you do it yourself? I did it myself. Um, uh. Oh, it's uh, it's it's like i app battery or i battery app or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's like i juice or something like that is the name of the actual battery. I've also actually changed out the LCD screen because I cracked it. <laughs> well, I've never cracked one. I when my battery started dying at forty percent, I took and I, I won't I won't do the soundboard clip for it. I went to the no, cell, I, I, cell phone replaced, care center. Yeah, I replaced the battery twice. That was that did that wasn't what cracked my screen. I had gotten a bunch of dust in between the glass and the screen. I lied. I love this song. I don't know why. I don't even know if they're still open. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> I lied. Right. Yeah, I'd gotten some dust and hair in between the, the LCD and the piece of glass. Oh, really? And That's bizarre. Yeah, well, it, it, I've, I use my phone for a lot of things. Um, but uh, it uh, had gotten some dust in there, so I was like, all right, well, let me just go in here and try to pull this out. And the process of trying to pull it out, crack. Oh, this phone still worked. That's what was kind of funny. So you're waiting feverently for a uh, iPhone five. Oh God, yes. And uh, now the three GS you have is that a sixteen or a thirty two? Thirty two. Yep, same one I got. You know, the, I think the big reason why I didn't go to an iPhone four, other than the fact that I was still under contract, was that it didn't offer any more storage. That was it, it, that was like a big thing for me. I don't know why. And see, when we, my wife and I, we both have, she's got a 3G. She's got my old 3G. Um, and where she works, she gets no cell service. But all the people with Verizons, they get cell service. So we're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and hold off. You know, because they had, we weren't quite out of contract when the 4 for Verizon came out. But we knew we'd be in for when the 5 came out. It's like, we'll just wait a couple more months and just deal with the fact you can't answer the phone at work. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, because uh, it was going to be an, uh, an astronomical price to upgrade to the Verizon 5s when they came out a couple months later. Yeah. So we've just been having to stick it out. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing too. Plus, uh, both my sons are on. You know, I mean, they can they can do like text messages and stuff like that, but they're pretty much just dumb phones. That's too bad. Yeah, they want my old 3GS so bad. <laughs> you can, you can get an iPhone 5, right, Dad? He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Can I have your old 3GS, please? It used to amaze me uh, how many parents come in and buy their young children iPhones. And I'm talking young yeah. children. I, I'm just amazed that they, they do. They buy their children uh, these smartphones. Now, I when when both my boys became teenagers i wanted them to have phones just so that because i mean you can't find pay phones anywhere anymore no, they're, they're, they're pretty much phone, gone what's that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly they're gone so i wanted them to have phones so that i could either call them or they could call me if they you know needed help or or whatever you know you never know what's going to happen these days but i wasn't willing to spend the kind of money that you have to spend on either an android or an iphone just because it's like, hey, you're, you're teenagers, okay? You're right. Crush, you're going to break it. You're going to squash it. Right. Or you're going to do nothing but do text all day. And if you're going to do text all day, you can do that from almost any stupid phone. Right. It's, the yep. free one is even better. So what, what about you, Ed? What kind of phone do you have currently? I have the 4, the 16. Oh, nice. Yeah. And did you get that right when it came out or, or did you I wait did. a bit? Yeah, I did right away. So are you do you think that you would be willing to well I guess you don't have to since you're on the four already. Uh and you're waiting for Verizon for the iPhone five under Verizon? Reb? Yes, for, yeah, for mine. So you're not interested in, in this in this offer from Radio Shack? Well no, well the the biggest reason is um I've played around with a four and the biggest thing that I'm hoping is that on the five that the GPS is better. Um, I use because uh, I'm a bicycle racer, and when I go out on long training rides, um, I use an app that has a GPS following um, application that my wife can see where I'm at when I'm riding. So if I get hit or I break down, she can come and get me. <laughs> that helps. Oh, uh, it, it, it helped. What is, uh, what is last that week. called? That's kind of interesting. Hmm? What is that called? Uh, Map My Ride. Map my right, oh, and it, it, it just so it goes from your phone to her phone and lets you and it updates yep. while you're riding along. Yep, yep, with that's GPS coordinates. That's kind of cool. Oh, I like yeah, that. it's yeah. it's it, like I said, and that's where we really need the Verizon signal because when I get on some of the backcountry roads, the signal mm. kind of drops off pretty bad, and that's part of the, the GPS. Is I'm hoping that it's a true dedicated GPS chip and not just a GPS location through the tower system, yeah. Well, I know when I took uh, when I took my older son to West Virginia, I got out to the to the area that he was going to be staying at with his uh, mission group, and there was no signal. And right. after I left him and started my drive back, I think it was like an hour to an hour and a half before I had a signal again. So I mean, this was literally in the nowhere. middle of nowhere, right? And I just it kind of freaked me out because it's like I can't recall the last time. That I had like nothing, right? No phone. bars, no nothing. No, no. It just said no service, and it, it, it almost like it blinked at me, like <laughs> you have no service. You're still paying for it, but you have no service. There's so, parts of Vermont are like that. You're right up to <sighs> Vermont, and there's yeah. no service up there. Parts of it. Oh yeah. So if if you have an older iPhone three or a three GS, and you're will, and you don't necessarily want to wait until 
the iPhone 5 comes out, which I'm guessing will be September, October, hmm. well, then this is probably not a bad deal. You know, for two, $120, you can have a 32-gig iPhone 4. But two-year contract guy? Mm, I wouldn't sign a two-year contract now. Well, it's a sweet it, deal for the price of the phone, but two years. Two years, yeah. 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 Well, especially when it's so close. Yeah. Well, it, well we think it's close. <laughs> well, it, but the one good thing is if you're – if you've got like kids like where where with where you're at there, guy, I'm wondering if they're doing that for brand new phone activations where you could go in and get them, you know, you could outfit the whole family for, you know, a hundred bucks, you know, the well, wife, with the iPhones, I kids. doubt it. Right. I doubt it. Yeah, that would see that would be a really sweet deal where at least you could get a real good break on just, you know, outfitting the whole family with them. Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind trading out my, you know, because my kids are older now. Trading out their their old phones for iPhone fours, but I'm not paying one ninety nine to two ninety nine for iPhones for my kids. Just not going to do it. Right, that's for that twenty bucks. It sure be nice. Yeah, but I don't have a couple of three GSs that I can, I can oh, turn in at the same time. You have to do time. it on a three GS. It's not like you can do just go and it's like I'll take four of those, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not on my current credit card situation. Well, let's uh, let's move on to app picks. Uh, Ed, I think you're the first one up. Uh, wh- what do you got for us? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, all of a sudden, uh, Skype's acting weird. And I don't see you anymore. But as long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was looking at, I love this app. I like to get my Mac news all at once. So there's a, an app uh, called Mac Hash. It's for the iPad. It's an iOS app, and it's also for the iPhone. There's two different ones. It's an aggregator, but it's about 30 different news sources, and it's always constantly updating. Uh, and uh, it, it's great. It's a full screen on the iPad, and uh, it looks really good on the iPhone as well. What's that cost? It's free. Oh, it's free. That's my favorite F-I-E-E. price. double Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so so if, if you're a big news junkie, uh, now can you put your own feeds in there as well? No, I don't believe so. So just the ones that, that like, probably right. the big major ones are in there? The majors. Yeah, it's about 30, I believe. There's 30 different ones that they uh, they have. All know. right. So you can you can basically, you know, find out what's going on at any given time and not have to search all over the place. It's just right there. Yep. It's made by Mobile Info Center. Yeah, I saw that at, at uh, what, MacHash.com. Right. Yep. And what you got, Reb? I'm actually a recent purchaser of an app that was featured uh, two or three podcasts ago by Reggie Ashworth. Oh, we like Reggie. I wonder if he's still over in the Philippines. Are you still in the Philippines there over there, Reggie? Bobby's he's not answering. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I I heard about the VidConvert, and I was like, okay, well, let me try that, because I... um, Where I work, we have a lot of cameras that we use to record... Um, installations uh, that uh, equipment's been installed that so they'll shoot videos with little you know the little point and shoot cameras yeah. and have, like always they're in some funky format and <laughs> modern Todd and God knows it's, what oh else. it just it just drives <laughs> me nuts so I was able to download this you know put in I think it was like you know nineteen bucks or I I can't remember off the top of my head I know it was really inexpensive and I you know dropped a video file in there said what do you want to make it as you know and boom it spit it out in five minutes and I was like. Thank you. But <laughs> well, it looks like uh VidConvert is seven ninety nine. Yeah, it was I, I was I was floored. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't seventeen, it was seven ninety nine. I was I was like, oh, hey, for that price, I'll give it a shot. I mean it's it's worth that in just you know, one headache. 
Yeah, I used you know what I, I when because I've got some Canon cameras that use a I think it's a mod format and it, mm-hmm. it basically they're just MP4 files, right? And there was a program I used I think it was called Name Change or something like that, and you could take you, know, you, you download all these files into the program and it would do like a batch convert mm. from MOD files to MP4, right? And that was kind of cool, but I I can't remember if that was the actual name of it. Well, my my app pick this week is is an iOS game that puts you at the gun sites, and this was actually recommended to me by someone on Twitter. And, and for the and I apologize, I don't remember who it was. Uh, it's you called Zombies. Z- yeah, Zombie Gunship. <laughs> I, I love it. Zombies. Yeah, so you're on. In, you're, you're in a uh, you're in a C, uh, AC one thirty. Uh, what do they call those? The Spectres. It's a scary ass plane. It sounds good to me. Yeah, and it's it's and you've got like three different guns, or actually, you start off with just like I think it's like a twenty five cal machine gun, and all of these people are are trying to get to this bunker and get away from the zombies, and you come up behind them, and you're kind of flying around in a circle, and you have to keep the zombies away from the people and keep the zombies from getting into the bunker. So you're shooting around them. And if you eventually get up enough points, you can move up to like a thing like a thirty caliber cannon, and then some other big big bomb gun, and just, you know blast away to your heart's content. It's kind <laughs> of a one trick pony as far as as far as games go, but it looks really cool, and I'm having a lot of fun playing it. That zombie gunship, and uh, no one has sent it in yet. Uh, Gaz and I started this thing called the People's Picks, where you guys can send in an application that you're really digging on, and we will talk about it here on the show. And if you send us one, I will send you, as as Reb and Ed are going to get for participating this week, a <gasps> Woody Award. Woo! Woo! Ribby! Yeah, it's fit, you know, fit for wrapping fish. So <laughs> if you send us, send us your favorite app, with a uh, well, like a link to who makes it and why you like it, and we'll talk about it on the show, and you'll get a Woody. Now, of course, I, I talked earlier about the Facebook page that we have. We are up to, I think, 72 likes on that page. Thank you guys so very, very much. We really appreciate it. And if you can, the next time you're on Facebook, you don't even necessarily have to go over and like us if you haven't already, but just go on and you know talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear on the show. Uh, do you want more soundboard? Do you want less soundboard? Do you want me to shut the hell up more often? You know, whatever it is you want, uh, we'll, you, you can tell us and we'll make up our minds whether we're going to listen to you or not. Cause that's how we roll. Now, <laughs> Ed, if yes. people wanted to contact you, how would they do so? They can get me. Let's see. I have many, many, uh, faces. How about E L McGee, E L M C G E E at me.com. And Twitter is Ed McGee. Simple. It is simple. What simple. about uh, what about you, Reg? Reg. Reg. God. No, I'm not. Reb. I'm not Ray LG, and I'm not. I'm not a <laughs> Reb. It's just Reb. Reb. Um, actually, the easiest way is probably my via my Twitter account. Uh, the number two U P D U C two up duck on Twitter. Two up duck. I don't think. I like yep. it. Am yeah, I am uh, I following you on Twitter? I like that. Yeah, I've got a uh, a Ducati. My wife and I ride. So when you ha- have two people on a motorcycle, it's called riding two up. So two yes. up ducks. Two yeah. up duck. It sounds <laughs> sounds almost well. Sounds almost dirty, but I like why it. Why a duck? Why a duck? Why why not a oh, duck? Oh, that's Groucho. 
Well, if people wanted to get hold of Guy, or sorry, if people, who's this Guy person? If people wanted to get hold of Gaz, they can reach him uh, through email at gaz at mymac.com and at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. Now, if you wanted to get a hold of me, uh, I can be reached at guy at mymac.com and also twitter.com forward slash macparrot. <laughs> yeah. But did somebody do a squawk? Who did the squawk? I did. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm so used to it by now. Uh, and again, we have the, the Facebook page where you can get a hold of us, as well as if you want to send Fearless Leader Tim an email, you can reach him at feedback at mymac.com. And uh, I guess the last little bit is, uh, if you can, please go over to iTunes and uh, leave a comment there on the iTunes store for the MyMac.com podcast that you have no idea how much that helps us out. And lastly, and I, we, you know, somehow or another, I haven't even mentioned it tonight, we have a Skype number. Now, we're using Skype right now, but I, we actually have a Skype number that you can call in, and Ed knows this number really, really well. You can call in, leave a comment, and we play it on the show. Do you know what that number is, Ed? Yeah. <laughs> Off the top of my head. Ah. Yeah. Is it in the notes here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is in the notes. It's in the notes. Oh, is this? Oh, here. 703-436-9501. Did you say 703-436-9501? Oh, no, no, no. I think I said 703-436-9501. Did you, did you catch that, Reb? I think there was a zero one at the end. Yes, there was a zero one at the end. <laughs> A for effort for both of you. Very good. A plus, 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 plus. And I think that's going to do it for the night. Thank you all so very, very much for downloading the show. Uh, Next week, we'll have Gaz back, and and I'm sure he'll have plenty of comments over my attempts to do this show for the last two weeks without him. (laughs) So, again, thanks for downloading the show, and we'll see you all next week. You guys want to say bye? Bye. Cheers. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> was, was that? Uh, that was. Uh, wait, I'm not. Even, I'm still going here. That was uh, Mel Mel Brooks, the Princess Bride. Oh, I just saw that. I love the part with the poison. Yeah, the, yeah. They, <laughs> you never you never mess with a uh, what is it? He's an Italian. Yeah, when Sicilian. Death on the line. Yeah. <laughs> And he basically, both glasses are poison, and he just builds up a tolerance to it. Brilliant. Rob Reiner, great flick. Anyway, I don't know why we went off on that tangent. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. A gambler in debt far too deep was needing a way to live cheap. Now he's taken up farming and his crops look quite charming. He just has to weed them and reap.